Shania Twain coming, Kevin Hart came in for a takeaway. Crofty and Grado hear the stories behind some of Glasgow's best loved restaurants. And I gave him $200 and I said, can you tell me the recipe for that? And he told me. He did. I should be in the jail. I should be in the jail. Crofty samples the vegan options. I can't believe this is vegan. And Grado samples everything else. And I don't think there's any better wing in Glasgow. Before the ultimate test, the Dougie Bag. Let's do the Dougie Bag. Let's do the Dougie Bag. That's Episode one at Bucks Bar is available now. Search for Rate the Plate wherever you get your podcasts. Rate the Plate with Glasgow Taxis. Trusted by the people of Glasgow for over 59 years. The Go Radio Football Show, bringing you the latest transfer news as the countdown to the new season gets underway. Let's go! And this is Paul Cooney coming from the Go Radio Football Show Studios with the Celtic and Scotland legend Peter Grant. Evening, Peter. Evening, Paul. Nice to see you back after your well-earned holiday. Yep, thoroughly enjoyed <laughs> it. Great to be back with you here in the studio. The weather's a bit different, though, than Absolutely. it was in Spain. Well, I'll tell you, somebody who's been spotted in the heat of Italy today, it's Antonio Cholak. So it looks as though that deal to Parma is on over £2 million, maybe £2.5 Looks as though the deal is just about done. I really like him, Paul. I'm surprised. I think Rangers have been looking about for a striker. And obviously, Michael's maybe looking at other guys and think they're maybe better than Cholak. But I don't think he let himself down. I think the way he's held, held high, the goals he scored, and a team that wasn't playing particularly well at that, that moment in time. So I'm surprised in one respect. But that means obviously Michael thinks that the guys he's got an opportunity to bring in are a step above what Cholak is. The other headline for Rangers fans, we heard it on the news, is that uh, Rangers and Parks of Hamilton have come to an agreement with the SPFL and the SPFL have apologised and the um, disagreement over the cinch sponsorship has ended. Now, it's, I think it's something that we don't know all the details of it, but the SPFL say they regret any damage to the reputation of Rangers and Parks as a result of the dispute. And as you know, Peter, this has gone on for what? This was the second season. Yeah, I don't know the ins and outs is exactly the same as yourself, Paul, but I thought when there was any sort of sponsorship, all the clubs to, to agree, or if there was an 11 v 1, it would all go with 11. That was the way you would think everything would uh, probably be. So I don't know the ins and outs. So it's it's a shame because I don't think like think things like that should throw a good light on the game. It means we've not done our, our work prior to announcing things like that. And Rangers will have their reasons, I'm sure. But I think everyone should be on that sponsorship. If they all agree, it, that's the only way it gets done. A spokesman for Rangers said Rangers acknowledges the apology from the SPFL and is pleased that the long-running dispute has been brought to a conclusion. The chairman of the Football Authority, Murdo McLennan, said we're delighted to have finally drawn a line under the dispute following discussions between ourselves and Rangers and we're keen to do all we can to learn from this protracted disagreement. What I think is we don't have enough... Uh, sponsorship deals in Scottish football and they should get this thrashed out right at the beginning so that there's no dubiety. That's the way it's got to be and that's the way I've always known it to be. Um, Is it because Douglas Park was there maybe not there any longer with Rangers? I don't know and it'd be wrong for us to say it and throw any accusations at anyone but I think the only way you agree to it is if all the clubs or as I say if there's an overload you know if it's 11v1 that tells you everybody's agreed and they think that's the right thing to go ahead with so everybody has to buy into that and 
as I say, that's the way it's always been done before and I think that should continue to be that way. We heard from Brendan Rogers yesterday. We might hear a little bit more from him. This is the week when Ange Postacoglu spoke out as well as the new head coach. Funny how it moves so quickly. Uh, Jota's gone as well from a Celtic point of view. And the Rangers fans, we heard from someone last night saying Rangers have made seven summer signings. Celtic have made... Well, three, Iwata's converted into a signing. Is that a cause for concern for you as a, a Celtic legend? Absolutely not, because the bottom line is seven or eight Rangers players will have to go. And that's what they've done. They've let a few go anyway. I think there's four or five yeah. already went. So really, they've brought two in, if you understand what I'm trying yeah. to say. So the numbers are not getting any bigger. And the thing I've always said, it's the quality in your squad. Celtic had a much better squad last year in the respect of that, you know, numbers-wise and quality-wise. And we said that's where Rangers probably fell short. You can see what Michael's trying to do. He's trying to refresh everything. There's a lot of changes there. And as I say, that's that's what you've got to do in the summertime. You've got to excite your players. You've mm. got to say that, as I say, on the training ground. And I'm sure Brendan going back, plus the new signings, the guys coming back, obviously for your hoping Carter Vickers and that are hoping going to be fit. All these sort of guys are still, I'm sure, Brendan will be looking to get two or three still in the door. And I think that's going to be important, you know, because... He will play a slightly different way for Ange. He always has done, if you're going on the last season and with the way Brendan's teams play. It is slightly different. So you have to players that can fall into that, work hard at it, and I'm sure that's what we're doing in pre-season. But unfortunately, he's not got all the players there available for him at this moment in time. If you want to speak to Peter Grant, you can call 0808 17 17 700. Transfer Roundup on the Go Radio Football Show with CSD Air Conditioning. Committed to always providing a professional and speedy service. And that was the first question for you, Noah, who's in the studio along with Leo, and he wanted to know, are you worried? Are you concerned that Celtic haven't made any big signings so far? They've made two plus the Oata. Do you expect this marquee signing to come? That people are talking about? Is it going to be Fabian Ryder? Is there anything in that? The I think there's always when people are talking about players mentioned with it and the players come out and say there's a mention with the club that's involved like Celtic, which, which he has done, you always want quality. That's what you always want to do. But as I say, it's very, very difficult for Scottish clubs unless you're playing top dollar, you know, and, and that, that's very difficult. So all the players that came, you, you go even for Kyogo, who nobody knew would be, I said, he, oh, he was that marquee signing. Probably not. But if you said that now and you knew all the background he's got, you'd be saying, wow, what a signing that is. So... Listen, there's a hell of a lot of good players at Celtic Football Club, that's for sure, and they've got a fantastic squad of players. Yes, you need to freshen, even if you've got a good group, even when they're playing really, really well, it's always nice as a player to have challenges through down to you. You know, and as I say, Kieran Tierney keeps getting mentioned. That I'm not sure about that one because I just think financially it may be too much. Is it well. too rich? Yeah, it yeah. could be. You know, but knowing Kieran, you know, he's obviously a Celtic supporter and whatever, we understand all that. And maybe he's got to that stage and he's thought, listen, I want to go back home. Because some players don't settle in the respect. And I'm not saying he's not settled because his performances didn't look like it. He's a bit unfortunate with injuries, obviously. Yeah. But it wasn't he down to the fact that he wasn't settled or anything like Because you see the way he plays and he gives 100% commitment all the time and quality. So it'd be good for Celtic if someone like that comes available and you bring them back in the door. The fans would be delighted to see a Kieran Tierney in that back, even though Greg Taylor has been outstanding. Outstanding. Sure. But that means Kieran can play somewhere else for you as well, you know, because he's shown that with the national team. So there's different things. And I think Brendan has looked at that because he was talking about certain things when they attack, they want three at the back, sort of thing, you know. So there's different things you look at tactically. And maybe that's something Brendan's looking at and saying, look, could Kieran and Greg play together if Kieran had ended up coming back to Glasgow? So, but you need a squad anyway. We said that was the difference between Celtic and everyone last year was the size of the squad and the quality in the squad. And we're hoping... My only concern is now when you read about a few injuries to some of the boys, yeah. 
that's that's the big thing because you need, as I say, when you're a manager, you can back for pre-season, ready for the season to start. You want everybody available. That that is the big secret, and then you take it from there. So hopefully they can all get back from. But I've no concern there, as you say, a, a top drawer signing yeah. coming in the door mm. because they are very very difficult to get. Donny van de Beek, could you see that happening? Or are these just names just now because we're still in the middle of the summer and it's open season for speculation? But van de Beek, what a signing that would be because yeah. I think he's a top quality player. I felt for him a little bit, obviously, at Manchester United in circumstances, I think, dictated that. But uh, he's a right top quality player. I thought his time at Ajax, he was brilliant. I think there wouldn't have been many clubs in the world that wouldn't have signed him at that particular time. Never mean anything else. So... You don't lose that quality overnight and if somebody like Van Beek ended up coming to Celtic Football Club I'd be absolutely delighted. Yep, the Champions League is a lure and that's partly why Brendan Rodgers is back. Could that bring Kieran Tierney on a deal that would be a loan deal? I mean, is he roughly on about 100 grand a week? Roughly, would you think? I mean, Probably to go to London now. Yeah. Well, on the signs now. I mean, 100 grand now is probably you're just coming out of the reserves. Sure. <laughs> I know it sounds crazy but it's yeah. fact yeah. You know well, it's Jordan mean? Henderson money though isn't it I think at the Anfield they're on about 100 just over 100 I mean for the normal person it's hard to comprehend so what's the top dollar just now at Celtic for, would it be around 40 I'd say that sure I'd say dollar. that yeah so, listen it's fantastic money don't, don't get me wrong yeah. it's fantastic money but if you're saying even they we're talking about Jota 35 to 40 yeah. you're saying all of a sudden then he goes up to nearly 200 mm. you know there is a difference and we're not saying that's why Kieran moved to Arsenal in any shape or form, but that's what they play in London anyway, because London prices are extortionate anyway. So to go to London and move your family there and buy property there, everything comes into it. So that's what all these players are looking at. So it's still a healthy, fantastic, you know, wage bracket, you know. But as I say, I think Kieran will have enough money. You always like to look after yourself and your family because it's not just now, it's for many years because you're retired a long time as a footballer as well. So you've still got to work in the respect of that. These guys will look after, but it's a football decision. I'm, I'm looking at Kieran Tierney and I could imagine it'd be a football decision he will make. It'll not be a financial decision, uh, I definitely think. And that's the hope you have, mm. is that because he'd be that type of player, it wouldn't surprise me if he ended up wanting to come back to Celtic. The Celtic fans would absolutely love it, wouldn't they? Oh, yeah, If absolutely. he was to come. Uh, latest is Marco Tilio is injured. That was the news that came out last night. Um, let's hear from Brendan Rodgers. We're still on the transfer market front here. We'll talk about Rangers in a moment or two. But this was Brendan Rodgers speaking yesterday uh, in Portugal. Cameron's doing very, very well. He's out on the, the pitch. Obviously, the, the surgery that he had um, after the semi-final, he's... He's doing really, really well, so he looks strong. So he's he's progressing and uh, is well on schedule uh, to be back. Um, so um, so that's good news. Alistair, yeah, he, he had an issue when he when he came back uh, from sort of international duty and uh, had a slight problem with his with his ankle. So he's had that operation on his ankle. He's a couple of little bits removed from uh, from there successful he's out here with us and it's probably a 68 week injury but uh, but hopefully he'll he'll be a bit sooner than that but uh, but he's progress he'll progress really well and uh, better to have it done at this stage of the season than sometime in the season you're nodding Peter I take it you agree it get it done now just now with Alistair Johnson yes because I was really impressed with him and he got the injury and as you say you know he was carrying it towards the end of the season and couldn't play a few matches and it's a, it's a blow because I've I've been real as I say as a character never mind just as a footballer I think he's shown great characteristics I think he speaks very well in front of the press I think he handles that that role very well and as you say people can handle playing for a Celtic I thought he had a very very good World Cup as well before he came to Celtic so as I say I, 
you want these guys fit, you want your strongest team available. Eight weeks, people always used to say, I think it's slightly different now, people always used to say, if you miss pre-season, it's very, very difficult to catch up. You know, any time, because you don't get that opportunity to train as hard and the way they train during pre-season. So that would be my only concern if they're talking about this length of time, eight, eight weeks again. I know it's different now. I know they're hands-on. It's not just as if you've got the one physio, which we used sure. to have with Brian Scott, you know, looking after the <laughs> full squad. Exactly, <laughs> yeah. fantastic it was. Yeah, it was. But as I say, yeah. looking after one guy, you know, you never had sports science at sure. that particular time. You know, yeah. so it was assistant manager that was doing the, the warm-ups, yeah. the training and whatever, and a hell of a lot of running at this period. And people yeah. always used to say, try not miss pre-season. I think it's, oh, I'm sure it's different now, you know, with the hands-on that these boys get. On Kieran Tierney, I see that the record online are saying that a journalist in Newcastle is saying that Celtic might have the advantage because it's reported that he is, Keane's maybe too strong, but he's alive to the possibility of rejoining Brendan Rodgers at Celtic. And remember, Celtic have a 15% sell-on clause from Arsenal if they were going somewhere else but so that can maybe adjust the price we don't know Peter but that would really excite that That would be a marquee signing oh, that would be fantastic you know and as I say and Greg Taylor's done remarkably yeah. well I think he's been outstanding and deserves to be playing in the team the way he played um, but you know, Kieran Tierney's and that coming up that's football when you're at the big clubs you've got to get the best players possible and as I say there's A groups B groups and if you can get some of the eight listers and I definitely think Kieran's in there I'm surprised but it's only Newcastle that's getting mentioned with him, you know, because I think he could play in any of them. I really do. Yeah. I'm, I'm surprised. Even at Tottenham, if they're playing up looking for a left-back, and I know it's Arsenal, but I'd be saying, well, OK, let's question it. Yeah. Because I think there's no doubt he can handle it. He's handled the big games, playing for Celtic, European games, you name it. He's done that. So I'm really surprised it's only um, Newcastle that's coming in for him, if that is the case. Leo, who's with us, said you asked him beforehand who's your favourite player at the moment with Celtic, you said? Um, Greg Taylor. And that's great to hear, isn't it? Absolutely. You know, and I think that's what he's proven because there was question marks over young Greg and I yep. knew him. We went with the 20s with Scotty Gemmell to France, Toulon, and he scored the winner against Brazil that day. <laughs> and we beat Brazil 1-0. And he was outstanding. But not as a kid. You know, he had a fantastic attitude. And I think that had to prove him and get him through the difficult time at the start at Celtic. His attitude... And that's been brilliant. And I think under Angie was magnificent and long may that continue. Well, he's 12 and that's his favourite player. And just a couple of years ago when he moved, who was your favourite player, Noah, at Celtic four years ago? One of your favourite players? Just been talking about him. <laughs> Over to the microphone, yeah. Kieran Tierney. Kieran Tierney. Well, there, there you go. go. That's it. Well, we didn't know that. So they two must be fighting with each other. Then. <laughs> <laughs> Who's going to get the left back spot? Never. <laughs> what are you thinking, Celtic fans? 08, 08, 17, 17, 700. Give us a call. Peter Grant is here. And Rangers fans, it looks as though Cholak, well, he's in Italy. He's on his way. And is that going to open it up for Rangers? I think it is. We heard Barry last night. Look out for Danilo. So he's at Feyenoord. Yeah. Three and a half million was rejected. Could you see that going up? What, another Well, Paul, million? what I've done, I've looked, obviously, I'm looking at it closely when you see his name getting mentioned. And every pre-season game I see Feyenoord playing, he seems to score. So that that's that, that's my only concern as a Celtic supporter because he seems to score all the time. And Rangers, obviously, when I see the likes of Cholak going out and you're talking about if you're getting two and a half million for him and then the price does go up, well, you've got half the money's paid for. Danilo's half paid for, you know, if that's what you're going to do. So, And obviously Michael maybe sees that it's a step up and, as I say, during pre-season, obviously he scored the goals that he has done and there's nothing better and that's what strikers are paid to do. And that's why I feel a bit sorry for Cholak because every time yeah, he was yeah. asked to play he scored goals you know he maybe not be great at first touch at this or but his work ethic was good he led the line really well 
I mean the chances came Nine times out of ten He put the ball in the back of the net 13 goals in his first 18 games And then 18 in total Out of the 39 And we know he had injuries And then he was dropped But I mean 13 goals in First eight games That's incredible You know yeah. and that, that's what I'm saying And some people, games. Yeah some people look at a player And think oh well he's not good at this Not good at that Yeah the hardest thing in football is to put the ball in the back of the net. People used to uh, go to the best strike, Ali McCoy and Meyer at that particular time. People would question things about Ali and his play and whatever. But the one thing he knew at the back of the net was, unfortunately, <laughs> you know. So that was his fortunately job. for the Rangers uh, fans, uh, maybe uh, not. Uh, that's yeah, what I'm saying. Sure. He knew what the back of the net was. If, it, if we were waiting on a result coming in mm-hmm. and Rangers were drawing nil nil and they ended up winning one nil, we didn't even knew to ask who the goal scorer was. McCoy, number nine, absolutely, yep. and that was a difference. What about Jose Sifuentes? Do you think he's coming? La Galaxy, La rather the LAFC. Well, he, he seems to have been pushing it himself. He seems yeah. really keen on it. You know, and it's great. You know that you want the guys want to come and play for a Celtic or a Rangers. You know, it's great. That they're trying to push the, the, the transfers through and want to come to Scotland and I, I think they see now and that's why the other side of the Jota situation and you see other guys get like Kieran that going down to England one of the top teams these are all situations that arise that okay Andrews went to a top club uh, in Tottenham so it's an opportunity people are looking at the Scottish game now and the more good players we have the better it's going to be and long may that continue as I say we always want clubs Come and looking at our players to try and take them away because it means they're doing something right, not just in the, the Scottish game but in the European fixtures as well, because that's where you get judged, unfortunately, down south more how you play in Europe than you do in the Scottish league games. But all the boys that went down there predominantly have all been a major success. They have indeed. And uh, news from South Korea, the Gang Wong winger winger Yang Yun Jun. It looks as though the deal to Celtic is on, just around about two million pounds. Uh, the club didn't want to sell him but it looks as though that's happening that's the latest I saw it there uh, on Sky as well Peter so the beginning to get that sounds as though that's something that's been on the go for a while Would yeah that be but fair it shows you the success that the boys have had yeah. you know here and how much they've enjoyed it because they're obviously getting back and the stories are getting back how much they're enjoying Glasgow how much they're enjoying playing for Celtic the adulation they get off the supporters which is phenomenal you know and I keep saying that yeah. people look at that as a small thing but it's massive they don't understand that how important that is because the, there's very little places they'll ever get that again in their life. You know, Jot yep. will be fine. That's strange. You know, even going to Saudi Arabia, there'll be a complete change for him. I want to ask you about that during the programme because they're all talking about Jordan Henderson. It hasn't happened yet, but we know he's wanted this. The Liverpool captain, who's still got legs, as they say these days, isn't he? He could still be playing. He could be on his way to the Middle East. Can we talk about that in a little while? Yep. Just looking, so those are the Celtic signings. Tilio, Thiago, known uh, as, uh, well, home. Yes. But Thiago, he's called himself. And uh, Iwata, and it looks as though there's another one in the go. And for Rangers then, so seven, we know who they are. It's kicked off. Well, it seems ages ago, doesn't it, Kieran? Well, Dial? we said that, didn't yeah. we? When the, after the 10 to 2 boys in the end of last season, yeah. it was going to end up about eight. And I remember Barry and that sitting here talking about probably need 10, 10. players, and everybody's yeah. saying, Whoa, I'm not so sure. He thinks there might 10. be three still to come, so yeah, that well, would be 10. Well, well you yeah. think about it, the ones that's went out as well, you've still got yeah. to replace them. So it just takes your squad back mm-hmm. to that, you know, yeah. the numbers you had. I still think there's a few short, unless, unless the boys come back for the injuries that they had, the Hadges, sure. the Roofs, who are all top quality players. You know, but were never available, unfortunately. Well, Hadji was at the end, but Roof mm-hmm. wasn't. So they become signings for them. Of course. You know, if they're fresh and ready to play, 
they become signs for Rangers. Dijon Sterling is here. He didn't go with Rangers to Germany, as we all know now, with a calf injury. Jack Butland, I know you yeah. rate him, I think. Very good Sam Lammers, Abdallah Sima, Cyril Desers. We'll hear a little bit from him. Kieran Dow, we mentioned. And then this week, Leon Balligan. Now, it's a real shame, isn't it, that Leon King is uh, injured. He's going to be out for a few months, looks like. But where do you stand on the Balligan? Some Rangers fans are saying it's good news. Others are saying it's a, re- a backward step. Well, I think if you... Maybe Michael's in the middle of one, four centre-halves or whatever. One cover. So he knows the player really well. He got on very well with him, even at Queen's Park Rangers. He'd done very well. And that experience there, as I say, sometimes you can't lose that. You know, you've lost Scott Arfield. I know it's a completely different position, but you know somebody that knows the club well. And if you do get an injury, you know he's more than capable of getting in and handling that for you that period. And that's, listen, it's not a, a long-term signing in the respect of that. But as I said, age now, listen, I was coaching Teddy in the, the Premier League at 40. You know, at West Ham, Teddy Sheringham. Teddy Sheringham. He was 40 years of age playing. Wow. And, and I mean, still look quality. That was know. at West Ham? Yeah, and wow. he was 40 years of age. So I think it's, if you've got that football brain and that know-how and you look after yourself exceptionally well, there's no problem with age. Ready Teddy, some player. Oh, what was it like to work with? Fantastic. An unbelievable trainer. Mm-hmm. People say he wasn't quick. It was five yards ahead in his brain, you know. But it was great movement, great understanding of the game. But worked really hard in his training every day, like the top players yeah. do every day, because they want they have this pride in showing you that they're the best player. We remember we had Tevez's and of all course, these as well, yeah. Mascarano, Lionel Scaloni, as we yeah. talked about. They were all there at that time. Who was the best of them all? I'm actually I'm going to take a break, but have a think. I know I ask you this every now and again, but we just love hearing these stories about the great great players so we ask you at home and we ask you some of the international players as well quick break and then we're back Peter Grant is here 08 08 17 17 700 The Go Radio Football Show keeping you up to date as the build up to the new season begins Let's go It's the final weekend of Wimbledon with the men you were watching it today so Djokovic he's through Peter you watched some of it this afternoon before coming on I thought it was brilliant you know he's top top quality player you can see the professionalism you see the body, the shape he's got, the, the, the shots he plays against younger players. And he's, he, his interview yesterday told you a lot about the mentality of him. They're here to knock me off the sort of pedestal. They're not going to be able to do that. And that's getting in their mind right away, mentally. You know, you have to play at your very best if you're going to beat me. And his record's phenomenal. I think he broke one of the records today. I think it was Chris Everett, the most wins or something. Yeah. And I think he ended up beating that today, 36 or something. Is that right? You know, yeah. so it goes back mm-hmm. to our day when it was Chris Everett yeah. and the Borgs and Nastasis and all that Absolutely. sort of stuff. But that shows you how good a player he is. And who's, who's going to play? Is it Alcaraz or Medvedev? Who do you reckon? 5-3 at the moment to Alcaraz and he is serving at 15 love. I really like him. I really like Alcaraz but Medvedev, I had a sneaking suspicion for yeah. him today uh-huh. for some reason. Okay. I don't know what it was but the wee fella, the wee Spaniard Alcaraz is a fantastic player and he plays with enjoyment as if he enjoys his work. You know, and I think when you see someone at that top level you know, when they miss a shot, they're disappointed. But he always seems to play with a smile on his face. And I think that's important for them, especially because in a team game, it's slightly different. When you're on there and the pressure's on you at big points, and he seems to handle that exceptionally well. And I've really enjoyed the tennis. I think it's been outstanding, actually, with some of the quality of the players, even if the ones that you don't know. You know, of was it Chris Eubanks? Uh, yeah, indeed, yeah. Up? I thought he was a boxer. Oh, he's done well, hasn't he? Uh, From boxing absolutely. to... No, it's been, it's been amazing. <laughs> you hear it suddenly at Chris Eubanks, Abs- of course. Absolutely. You're like, what? Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> I thought he was tremendous, yeah. you know. So I've really enjoyed it throughout. You know, the, the, the women's tennis games have been fantastic. Wonderful. Jabour, yep. is it? You, yep. He's got to the final again. Yep. 
and she speaks very, very well. I think her interviews are ex exceptional. Yeah. Then you had a couple of the ladies that have already had children. Yep. You know, I did back playing, just a few months later. Playing exceptionally well at that level, you know, because how hard tennis is, you know, people don't realise. We look at it and you look at some of the background and you'll see a service at mm -hmm. 135 miles an hour. Is that just you? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I've seen you play. Absolutely. Yeah. I couldn't even drive it that never been anywhere else. <laughs> and, the, and the golf as well through it, the Renaissance Club. It's what a field and uh, great start yesterday. Oh, well, well, as I said, you look at the golf. I mean, I'm, listen, I like the golf, uh -huh. but I'm, as I say, I'm a, yeah. a fair weller look at yeah. the golf because I like it when it's coming into the last day mm -hmm. when people are going for the pin to try and win big competition because I think then that's when you see the superstars who can handle that pressure at the most important time and we all look on the television we think all these greens are flat do you actually go there don't uh, you you yeah. think God almighty how did they put anything on this never mean anything I couldn't put them in with my hand never mean <laughs> with a golf club you know be great to see Rory McIlroy do well, wouldn't it? Because I love his stand about live, and he said, "You know, I'm never going to get fully in. I know they're integrating some of it, but I like the stand that he's taken." Yeah, listen, everything's personal, Paul. You know, everything's a personal opinion. I think there's too many now that's getting forced towards all of us. Yeah. You know, we've got forced to say this or we can't say that. Sure. And I, I'm concerned about that. We're a in a democracy. Bit. Absolutely. And I'm always concerned about that. I think we've got to be very, very careful at that. It doesn't mean you don't like something. It just means you've no. got a different opinion. You know, and we've all got to be very careful because somewhere along the line, we've all touched something that wasn't the right thing. Absolutely. You know, Which brings me on to the Middle East. Sorry, Absolutely. I know. What do you feel on it? You know, we could, if we were a political programme, we could speak for the hour about, you know, the abuse of rights, civil rights over there. Of course we could. But what do you feel about the trend just now? So Stephen Gerrard's there as a manager. We know the ones that are going, you know, not least Jota, who's joined Benzema and, and Kante and, and maybe more. What do you feel about it? Listen, they can't knock back the money. And I don't care who anybody is saying that they would. It's just impossible. If you're talking about Jot, as we spoke about earlier yeah. on, 35, allegedly £35,000 a week to 200000 near enough a week. It's incredible, but it's not just looking after his family for the rest of his time himself. It's looking after his family's family in the respect of that. And it is their job. Yeah. These guys, it is their job. They're trying to do the best they possibly can do. Listen, if I was a joiner, a painter and decorator, yeah. and somebody offered me the biggest house to go and paint, or that'll be one there, but I'm only going to make X, Y, and Z sure. on it. And that's what you all do, because you want to do a good job at the small place so you can go and get the job at the big place. That's what you'd be like to try and do. And that's what these guys do. You're talking about Jordan Henderson, an incredible career. Mm. I mean, it's funny we're talking about Brendan, because Brendan had the conversation with him that he didn't think he was going to be part of what uh, has Brendan's time sure. at Liverpool, yeah. all of a sudden he became the captain, the catalyst, and I think he's another one that must do tremendously well off the pitch with the players and the galvanising that group. He ended up winning the Champions League, he ended up winning the league, and he goes to this stage now at 33, when everybody's saying, well, need to replace Jordan Henderson, need to replace Jordan, now he decides that there's a possibility he's going to go for, I don't know, treble his money, and all of a sudden everybody's jumping on it and I'm thinking, well, hold on a minute. It's the same people that were saying he should be leaving the club anyway, we needed to play some. Sure. And that happens and it, as I say, everything's about an opinion. And if Jordan decides to go, good luck to him. Mm. He's 33 years of age. For the next two years, he's ending up getting nearly a million pounds a week. You know, listen, who, who's, who's to anybody to judge? And it, listen, Paul, we're not here to judge. It's people's got to be in that situation and then at the end of the day, they've got to make the right decision for them. And I think that's what they've got to do. And we've all got opinions on things that happen with ladies not driving, which is quite incredible. You know, you think yeah. things like that, you know, you'd think well, countries sure. like that just shouldn't happen. Of course, we things of like course. that, we yeah. can't. But no. I've always said it was like Qatar. Yeah. You know the rules before you go? Yeah. I bend sure. them. Mm -hmm. 
you know, that's what I would expect. And I expect them to come into Britain, everybody, whoever comes to visit Britain or whatever, you know the rules in Britain? Abide them. Because that's our country, that's the countries we're going to visit. So respect whether you're going on holiday, whether you're going on a visit. Of course. Respect it. And that's all you ask for. Listen, I, I would never judge anybody. I can't. It's impossible. Eye-watering sums of money, though, isn't it, oh, in the game? Incredible. And you do wonder if the, the power's not going to shift overnight. It would take a long time. But the money there in the Middle East is um, well, it's one hoping, to watch, I'm isn't hoping, it? Paul, yeah. that it's still going to be the older players. Uh -huh. But look at Ruben Neves. I, that, that's, my, that's my concern. Yeah. Ruben Neves and Jota. Mm -hmm. But I look at that and I'm thinking, well, they've got a Portuguese manager. And there's a lot. Of, the agent's a big player yeah, over there. It's Portuguese sure. and, and the full league situation. So that's the, probably the reason they're looking at that sorted for these guys. I'll be disappointed if we lose the Neves and the Jotas because I want the Champions League to have the best players. I like to say Benzema. He's won, what, five Champions yeah, Leagues now? Amazing, Listen, yeah. whatever he decides to do, that's no problem. Sure. No problem. But the younger ones, I don't want to lose that because we don't lose, want to lose the quality of the Champions League players and all the top quality we see played in the Champions League. You know, you know the voice, Glasgow in the West, it's Peter Grant who's with us here. 0808 17 17 700. Yeah, back here. What do you feel about Robbie McCrory? Is it fair that he's saying, I think I need to go now, Gaffer? That's what he said to Michael Beale and Rangers reluctantly, I think, are going to agree. Somewhere between, I don't know, up to a million pounds for him to go. He signed a new contract earlier in the year. Surely he needs to play. 100%. And it's fantastic to hear because there's a lot of guys who sit back and be quite happy. And goalkeeping is slightly different. And you know that, as I've said before, because it's one position you can play in. Outfield players can manoeuvre themselves around about anywhere in the midfield or up front or whatever. For a goalkeeper, you want to be the number one. And I think he's 100% right. If, if Michael thinks you're not just ready to be the number one for Glasgow Rangers at this moment in time, we think Jack's going to be ahead of you, fine, that's no problem. And Robbie's right to say, well, OK, no problem at all. I've loved my time here. Now it's time for me to go and be the number one uh, elsewhere because I'm sure he'll be wanting to fight to try and get in Stevie Clark's uh, squad, national squad. But the only way you can do that is with playing games. And as I've said for a long, long time now, Paul, there's too many young players not playing. Absolutely. And that is a big problem. And we don't want to go down that route again that we don't have a lot of players not to select from. And for a while there, we were wondering who the goalkeeper was going to be when Craig Gordon was injured. Yeah. You know, when David mm -hmm. Marshall retired, who's going to be the next goalkeeper? You know, so we, we need them playing to see how good they are. And so when the, the national team need them, they're ready to play. So Rangers have been in Germany this week, Celtic are in Portugal. So we've not heard too much from uh, either team at the moment. Rangers have done a lot of talking off the pitch, which they had to do with yep. the, you know, the seven signings. Uh, there's going to be the testimonial for Alan McGregor, Newcastle coming to town. And that'll be the first time to see either the, the big two, the Rangers fans will be desperate. I wonder what the lineup will be of the Rangers team because we know the guts of them. We don't know who's going yet, Kamara, yep. maybe Hadji or whatever. But... Um, what do you think? Up front for them, lots of people are saying that Cyril deserves, not least Neil Lennon the other night said he had him watched when he was in charge at Celtic. So what kind of shape of Rangers team do you think we're going to see? Well, you see the way Michael liked to play. You know, I think that's not going to change. He either likes to have the two setters and then it becomes the one. And midfield, the back four's always been in place, which is an interesting one because I didn't know last year if that was going to change a little bit. You know, if John Suter and that would have been fit at the start of the season, and Davis would have been fit, Goldston, I don't know. And the fact that he's brought another centre-half in, mm -hmm. I'm thinking to myself, oh, there's maybe still a possibility, unless there was talk of Davis going out. Mm -hmm. You know, so there's things like that you've got to look at. But Michael's predominantly always been a four, you know. Yeah. And so you look he's further up, that's what I'm saying, you're either going to have two sets or you're going to have that one. So then it's just having that balance throughout. I think the shape of his team will be there for everyone to see. Yeah. 
It's who the personnel is going to be, who's ready. And that's a difficulty with pre-season because, as I said, you've got 45 minutes sometimes, that's what you're going to get. You Sometimes you don't get a touch of the ball because the way the game is. But it's just getting the fitness levels up. And especially now, that's what they look at. They're looking at the heart rate monitors, they're looking at all these oh, different everything. things. They're taking yeah. you off so there's no injuries. And I'm sure he's very, very conscious of that because he had too many players out injured last year. Yep, that's going to be Tuesday night, the game with Newcastle. It'll be fascinating to see. Uh, shall we take a phone call? You ready? Absolutely. Quite a few people on. Let's no go problem. to Deniston. Laurie is on. Good evening, Laurie. Uh, good evening, panel. Good evening, Laurie. Good evening. Your panel tonight is Paul and Peter. Peter Grant. Hi. <laughs> well, uh, good evening, guys. Uh, Peter, how are you? I'm good, Laurie. How are you? Fantastic memories, Peter, uh, <laughs> your time at Celtic, particularly the game at Love Street when we won the league. Oh, and, yeah, uh, great memories, uh, great memories. Uh, beat uh, Hearts for Dundee. Uh, I think I was on a natural high that day, <laughs> Peter, that lasted about a fortnight after it. Lasted about three years <laughs> for you, Laurie, as I recall. <laughs> no, it was great days some fantastic players. Right. I was very fortunate enough to play along with that group and there were well, some fantastic players. Thank you so players. much for the cherished memories, Peter. It's a pleasure, Laurie. Thank you. Uh, Anyway, uh, guys, here's my point uh, regarding the speculation about Kian Tierney. Uh, Kian Tierney sorry. I think it's a non-starter for a number of reasons. Firstly, I can't see that it would be feasible if it were a permanent move because Celtic paid, uh, Arsenal paid Celtic rather £25 million to secure his signature. Uh, and I can't imagine him that even if he was homesick, that Arsenal would drop the price just to let him return to the West of Scotland. But well, uh, as a business, there's this sentiment in business. So they'd be looking at, I think, for something in excess of that £25 million. Uh, you know, given that there might be interest elsewhere, particularly Newcastle United. And I don't know that Celtic would be at the races financially to, to get him permanently. Uh, so that leaves uh, the loan option is really the only feasible means as to why he would come back up to Glasgow. And I don't think that would go off the ground either because... Uh, he's reportedly on £120,000 a week uh, at London. So what I've read is that uh, Celtic would be required to pay roughly half his wages, which would be £60,000, uh, plus a huge loan fee that would have to be paid to Celtic to Arsenal. And uh, if it's a years-long uh, loan, then he's going to be back down the road next May. Now, the reason that I really don't think as a starter, is because if he was in £60,000 a week, obviously they've then broke the wage structure. And I could only imagine, you'll know better than me, Pierre, you were an ex-professional yeah. football player, but you need to imagine, it's only human nature, that other players in the team would be resentful of the fact that he was earning a greater wage than what they were. Peter? No, I understand what Laurie's saying 100%, but been working down in England, they work certain things, Laurie, they're quite happy for them to go to Scotland instead of going to another English team that was going to be playing against them. The other positive is they've got Zivchenko, they signed Kiwar, is it, as well, another left-back, and they had another left-back, so they had actually three left-backs, and they had the right-back who was playing left-back before Kieran. So sometimes you look and say, well, maybe there's a bit of fortune in here for us, maybe they'll look to get some of his wages back without selling them, you know, and that's probably the positive side. I agree with you, the finance that Kieran's on will be way above what Celtic are playing, there is no doubt of that. But there are other circumstances that could maybe work in their favour. Um, and I know it sounds surprising, as you say, but if Kieran's pushing that and think, well, I think the big decision will come. If, just for instance, say it's Newcastle and Celtic yeah. and Kieran wants to make that decision and it comes down to everything's been agreed with both, he's got to say, well, do I want to play in the Premier League 
or do I want to come back and play for Celtic? You know, and then that becomes Kieran's decision because I think financially, because all the money won't be probably paid yet to Celtic, I'm not sure on that. I, I don't know. Maybe four maybe, years. Is that, yeah. is that, is that as long think as that? So. Is that? So I thought maybe they'd be that would, if the last payment, for instance, they'd say, right, okay, you don't get that and we could use that sure. as a loan. Yeah. You know, sort and of thing. And if they get 15% of the sell on. So that's. Um, Two and a half, three and a half, four million. So there's four million knocked off that they'd have to pay to Absolutely. Celtic. Absolutely. And as I say, pay. maybe the last payment's not been paid. Maybe they use that as the wages and all that sort of stuff. I don't know. Are we down to 19 million? That's but I, but, the, but yeah. you know, you understand what I'm saying. I so do. they maybe not yeah. sell them, yeah. you know, in the respect. Listen, as I said earlier, Laurie, I'm surprised that it's only Newcastle that's in for him. Because I think I've been at a few of the games down south when he's been playing and he's been outstanding. He's different for the way Arteta wants to play because he wants to play with the midfield player as a left back going into midfield and playing that receiving the ball he's yeah. back to the game Kieran's different for that he goes forward and the fans love him down there yeah. sitting there you can see him when he's on the ball he's a sure. very good he's much better defender than Jeff Jenko that's for sure. sure you know and I think the fans were disappointed at the time Kieran was left out Zinchenko came in and played really really well the Arsenal fans love him oh they love him can I just ask and you that, Laurie made a good it was a good point but would there be disquiet in the dressing room I've no. not got a clue I've never been in a professional no, I don't one think there would. it's Kieran Tierney no I don't think there would because Callum and that signed their contracts yeah. they, listen I, I didn't care Paul and I all deserved Danny McGrain they all deserved much more than I didn't care I wanted what I wanted I wasn't caring what anybody else was on. Maybe I was slightly different, maybe stupid in the respect to that. But I didn't bother what anybody else was on. I was only interested. Was I happy with what I was getting? Is that what I signed for? I was happy with that. I couldn't care less what anybody else was on in the respect to that. I know it's completely different nowadays. But if I said to Callum McGregor, by the way, we've got a chance of getting Kieran Tierney back here, I think he'd be absolutely delighted. And that's no disrespect to young Greg, because I think Greg Taylor's been outstanding last season. But I don't think there'd be any fear of fallout there because they know that that quality it costs you money if you're going to get that quality. Laurie, you sound as enthusiastic as ever. I take it you're really looking forward to the new season? Oh, absolutely. But just for the record, Paul, let me make yeah. it absolutely clear uh, that I am not opposed to the potential return to Kieran, Tierney. Kieran Tierney. Okay. I think Kieran Tierney in hoops has been the best left-back we've had since the immortal Tommy Gamble of Lisbon fame. Wow, yeah. Uh, so if he did come back, uh, you know, I'd be ecstatic. Uh, I, I agree with you, Laurie. I agree with that because it's been very, very difficult. You go yeah. through it. A lot of guys moved to different positions there. I was fortunate. Mark Reid was a very good left back yeah, sure. and he was probably mm -hmm. underrated when I broke into the team at first. I remember. Yep. But for, even since Mark, mm -hmm. I think Kieran's been the first regular left back consistently, you know, since Mark. Because Mark played a lot of games straight off. Yep. But then, because the squads were obviously different then. But at that particular time, Kieran turned at 100%. Laurie, final word you're going to say? I, but the final question was to Peter, uh, Paul, and it's if he were to come back, yeah. uh, do you think that he would be played as a conventional left back, or do you think that to accommodate him, uh, Brendan would opt for a three-five-two and he would play as a left centre back, and Greg Taylor then would be part of the five in front of him? Peter will answer that in ninety seconds. The Go Radio Football Show, keeping you up to date as the build-up to the new season begins. Let's go. Radio Football Show Friday evening we're back on Monday at 5 the one hour special and then in a couple of weeks time we'll be back to normal to the two hours because it's going to be three weeks tomorrow the league season gets underway Celtic against Ross County lunchtime and then later on uh, Kilmarnock against Rangers Laurie was on there just a moment or two ago speaking about Kieran Tierney and the possible return to Celtic Peter what would you say to him? Well he was talking about playing the back three 
and the wing backs yep. the possibility to do that and I'm thinking to myself we'd spoke about it earlier in the programme mm -hmm. and I'm thinking that's a position absolutely because you talk about Brendan you listen about Brendan says he's saying we defend with three and we attack with everybody else near enough, as in yep. such you know we four in the middle of the pitch and three up front and that's the way he sort of played and if you look at his system even though it's a back four to start with mm -hmm. but it's never a back four Paul it's always a back three so he could end up playing left centre half Kieran you know because he's competitive in the air you know, he's a good user of the ball and he plays exceptionally well for Scotland as the, the wing-back. We used to get a lot of criticism for playing him as the left uh, centre-back, but we thought he was as good as anybody. And if you're talking about him and Andy Robertson at that particular time, they're saying you're two top-quality players in the respect of that. You're going to ask us to leave one of them out. That's why the system was changed, because we needed Kieran Tierney in the team. You know, he was excellent. So Celtic could do that and Greg could play wider. You know, he could play in the middle of the pitch because Greg was a forward. Greg was a left winger as a kid, you know, so that's where he played. So he could play, and you can see that the way he plays. He can receive the ball high up the pitch. He's got all these different attributes. And I think it's something that maybe Brendan's maybe looking at different tactics when he's away. And I'm sure he will because he obviously think there's only two or three players left, you know, in the group right. that was yep. there with him. It's a new group, really, yeah, isn't it? Exactly. Yeah, exactly. So there may be certain things that Brendan looks at, you know, what tactically they change because obviously at certain times it didn't work, especially in Europe. And, it, and people say it's a defensive system, a back, a back five. It's anything yeah. but for me, it's an, for me, it's yeah. an attacking system because yeah. you can play two strikers, you can play more midfield players with in a more in a, an advanced area of the pitch. And especially because we've got such a good guy that can play on his own and Callum McGregor in front of a back three. So you've got that quality that Celtic definitely could utilise that system as well. Brian's been on a big Rangers fan on the socials at Go Football Show and saying, Peter, what do you think of Serial Deserts? How do you think he's going to do? Let's hear a quick piece from the striker who's just signed for Rangers from Cremonese. Uh, I don't know how much I can say about this because it's it's pretty private, of course. Uh, but I think uh, the first contact was after uh, I became top scorer in the Eredivisie. Uh, was during COVID, so it was a difficult time for 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 a lot of clubs to 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 make deals uh, and after that the contact always always was there like uh, not always in in form of an offer but there was always like uh, some informing on on both sides and just some some casual conversations and earlier in the week Peter on this show in that seat there it was Neil Lennon and he revealed that Celtic were tracking him they were looking for him at that point and uh, Desire was asked about this uh, no I didn't know that uh, about that at that time. Uh, I, I I spoke a couple of times with Rangers in the in the past years, and they're always the contact always has been close. He's good answer, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> he's making sure he's not getting wrapped up in the Celtic yeah. connection. That's for sure. But listen, I can understand Neil because we've spoken about Giroud before, talked about Kevin Strootman, yeah. and all these guys before. And listen, if you're doing your work and you're going to watch all these games, which we all do, you're out there and you see top quality players. You know, and the, the reports on this has been very good. You know. Was it Cremonese was that last right. season? Yeah. So I watched quite a bit of that because big Jack Henry was there and I used to, I was interested to see how he'd done and there was a few, obviously Jack was injured a couple of times out there as well. But to score, I think it was 10, 11 goals he got and the Serie A playing with a team with hardly the shot and target, it tells you a wee bit about him. Yeah. You know, that's a lot of goals, especially in Italy where the game's yeah. based on still the defending, making sure you defend properly. And to get that amount of goals is great credit to him. So listen, I'm, I'm, the way everybody talks about him and speaks about him, they all say he's a very good player who works and runs the opposite way. Remember, I've always said that Rangers didn't have enough of that. Yep. They, he goes towards the goal. You know, instead of coming back, all want to be a number 10 now. He looks as if he wants to go down the side, the centre-backs, he wants to get between them and wants to get in the box to score goals, which I thought Coach Cholak did as well. Why to you, Peter? 
5'10". 5'10", so good for a midfielder. Do you think, well, we can see Rangers getting so big units there. They had already with the Goldsons, etc. Ben Davies, whether or not he'll be there. Um, but some of the new signings from Jack Butland all the way to Deserves, big physical players. Do you think Celtic are going to increase the average height of the team? I, I, or does it matter? No, it doesn't. Listen, the height comes from within your heart. You want to jump high enough. You want to put your body in the line. What about the set kick? The, goal, set the goalkeeper. Well, that's still, well, listen, Carnavalo, or how you say it, I'm trying to remember yeah, yeah, how you yeah. say yeah. him, Fabio, uh, when he played with Italy, was the best defender in the world at one time. Won the Ballon d'Or, but he was five foot eight. Yeah, <laughs> but he had an sure. unbelievable leap. And that's what I'm saying. It depends what's in your chest. Can I go and block that tackle? Can I go and win that header? No matter how big I am. You know what I mean? And you've got to make it difficult for your opponent. Yes, I can see Rangers work. Because it's a big part of the game, Paul. I don't know. There's a big percentage out there. You know I'm not big on them. Um, but the big percentage out there, there's a lot of goals scored for uh, set plays. And I must admit, I thought last year that was probably the only vulnerability Celtic had at times. I always felt they didn't clear it on their first yeah. clearance. And I thought if there was anything, it was if you had said to me out of the full season, if there was one weakness you could have picked, even though they, I'm not sure they scored all the sorry, conceded a lot of goals from it. But was that, was set plays. You know, I always thought, oh, they don't get that first ball away. There's always a danger. Out of absolutely nothing. You know, Joe Hart would make an unbelievable save, but it'd be a set play or something like that, you know. And, and that was a concern for me. But then, as I say, that all comes down to quality and belief and desire to make sure you defend it properly. So what's your latest this week? We ask you every week, um, where are they going to strengthen? So he's been speaking about uh, Joe Hart. It doesn't sound as though he's going to bring in a big money keeper at the moment. You know, he's still what he was saying yesterday was about Joe Hart. He kind of alluded to the fact that he's thirty-six and uh, Brendan Rodgers got a three-year deal. But it looks as though for this season it would be him. Um, what about central defence? You said it depends what injuries are. Yeah. You know, it depends. You know how, how long these boys got left in a contract. I don't see maybe Brendan playing a water back there at times. I don't see that happening. So you'd probably say there's a chance and an opportunity that they maybe need another centre-back, you know? And listen, they're very, very difficult to get. You know, you, everybody wants, everybody can play out. But you've got to remember, that's what I like about Johnson, he's a good defender first. He gets forward well, but he's a good defender. And you've still got to have good defenders. And if you talk about, listen, as I said earlier on, about Brendan talking, he's talking about three at the back, really, when you're defending sort of thing. Of Celtic last year was two and the opposition's half yeah. <laughs> defending that's so that's slightly different right away even the way Brendan's talking yeah. so all these situations it'll be interesting to watch it going ahead and listen to you in the building it's alright us speculating and saying what they need here there listen Joe Hart was outstanding at certain things but he is at that age that you have to look at and say hold on a minute but where it and in, in your job that's what you're doing anyway you're always preparing for the next one you have to I mean, it's like Jota. I'd, I'd be surprised if Celtic were saying, "Oh, Jota's went. We weren't prepared for that." Maybe it did happen very quickly, mm. but I'm sure they've been looking at it, thinking, "Oh, we need it. We'll need another winger." So, do you think about this thing? And I know today in social media, he said that's two years ago today he joined. I'd love him to stay because I, I mm. think he's not just a wide player. He's not a David Proven. Yeah. David Proven was brilliant. I yeah, love David sure. Proven. Diving by people, getting crosses, and he was a brilliant yeah. player. Set play, take you name it, but a brilliant player, a much underrated player. Mm. So he's not that type, but the one thing he does, he gets in at that back post to score, and he's a good finisher. And I really like him for his age. Now I hope that he stays, you know. And if he, if not, as I say, you're hoping that some of the new boys are talking about Brendan with wide players, talking about wide players all the time, that they'll take over that mantle because he's very, very difficult to replace, even as a young man. I think. We've only got three minutes remaining. Can you believe it? So can I throw a couple of things at you? Another striker as well to add to Kyogo and O. Oh, it's going to happen, isn't it? Yeah, I think that will happen. Yeah. I think you're always looking for that 
pressure on the, the strikers up front because, as I say, the way they're talking, they've had a couple of injuries. And that's what you don't need. And we felt Rangers were slow, uh, short on that last year. You know, the squad they had through injuries and whatever they had, we felt Celtic were very strong in that department. And I think that's what you've got to continue. It's that group. And it's not nice for players to be sitting on the bench for sure. But you've got to make sure you get the best players available to you. And I think they'll bring maybe right down the centre of that pitch you're talking about. You know, you're talking about maybe a striker, you're talking about a centre half and the, the goalkeeper because they're such vital areas in any top team. Three weeks away tomorrow, that's wow. when it's going to be. Over your career, Peter, just give me one of the players you'd say the best ones that you played when you were coaching. So Coach, not... Coaching? Yeah. Coaching's, well, as I said earlier on, I was fortunate enough to work with the Teveses, the Sheringhams. <laughs> the Teveses. Michael, just... Michael Carrick. Yeah. Such an mm. underrated player. And listen, I see it in his coaching. He was a fantastic player, fantastic boy as well, but worked really hard. Used to stay out after training to do extras with the, the ball and whatever. But a wonderful, wonderful player he was. But it was great to see the Tevezes and the Sheringhams at that age, how they top quality players. And you can see all Carlos hated the warm-up. Mm. But when the ball came out for a match, wow. He was like a Tasmanian devil. Great to hear. For Rangers fans, Scott Arfield was saying, you know, he's moved to Canada, of course. And I know you've got a connection there as well. But he was saying, I'll tell you what, Michael Beale works morning, noon and night for success. It's going to be fascinating. Ange Postacoglu, manager now, the head coach at Tottenham. And he spoke about his successor, Brendan Rodgers. He's absolutely the right man, mate. He's, he's, he's a fantastic manager and he loves that football club. He was, he was constantly messaging me while I was a Celtic manager to make sure that I stayed on track and we had success. And uh, yeah, I, I've exchanged messages with him. He's been, you know, he, look. To be fair, when I when I got the role, he, he was very very supportive at the start. And uh, you know, um, you know, even when I got this role, he you know sent me a nice message, and I've I've kind of reciprocated with that and, and stayed in contact with him and all the staff there and uh, so there's Ange Postacoglu with five trophies out of six Brendan Rodgers with seven out of seven it's going to be some season two young Celtic fans are here uh, Noah Ange Postacoglu you're sorry to see him go but you're looking forward to Brendan Rodgers back uh, yeah uh, I obviously know the club so should be good to see him back um, just win more trophies <laughs> and Leo, who's going to be in the back of your shirt? It was uh, in the new one last season. It was uh, last season. It was Jota. So this coming season, definitely Greg Taylor again. Good man. Good night, Peter. That's it. It's come and gone. The hour. Wow, so quick. Tuesday night, Rangers. It's the testimonial for Alan McGregor celebrating well, Newcastle. Yes. And then Wednesday morning, you're on Celtic TV because Celtic are playing yep. in Japan. Yeah. So I'm looking forward to. It. As I say, it gives you the first look at the shape and the boys. I know it's you don't really take too much from it, but it lets the boys go out there and probably puts a shape together and see some of the players how they have come back through pre-season. So. It's great to see the game starting back up again and we're really looking forward to a fantastic season. Yokohama. And we'll talk next week as well about on the 1st of August if it's James Forrest testimonial and it's uh, Atletico Bilbao coming to town. Peter, thanks a million. It's a pleasure, Paul. See you next week. Have a great weekend, everyone. News is next. And then Zoe Kelly. The Go Radio Football Show. Keeping you up to date as the build-up to the new season begins. Let's go!